0: it's your host Teresa. I was so happy to catch up with my next guest Jacqueline Tichetti. Jacqueline shares her journey to achieving success and happiness through practicing positivity. Let's get into it to hear how she does it. To Tea Time with Tea. I'm your host, Teresa, and today we are joined by Jacqueline Tashetti. Happy New Year, Jacqueline. Happy New
1: Year to you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank
0: you for taking the time out for doing my podcast. Of course. I know you're coming all the way from Staten Island. Staten Island to Brooklyn. My last guest was actually from Staten Island, too. Really? Mm-hmm. I
1: don't often meet people from Staten Island when I'm off the island. I feel like we all live and stay
0: there. <laughs> He's just like, it's very, like, close-knit. Everybody knows everyone. You come out in the morning, they're like, hey, hey, Delly Flay, how are you? That's his stage name. Um, He was a music, he is a musician, that just got signed with Warner Music. Oh my goodness. And he's going to be like a crossover artist in the Philippines. Wow. Yeah.
1: That is a cool person to know. Yeah. Your network of people is very diverse.
0: It is. <laughs> it is. I know someone from everywhere. And speaking of like knowing people, I met you at my former real estate firm. And you were doing um marketing. And you were also our team leader there. And... I wanted to have you on my podcast to talk a little bit about both of those things, but mostly leadership, being positive, and everything else that's going to come between.
1: That sounds good to me. And I have to tell you, I'm very honored and touched that you find me to be a positive person. You are. I practice it very often, so thank you.
0: So what are your routine for staying positive? Like how do you stay like this positive glowing person?
1: Well, I find that positivity is contagious in the best way possible. So I've learned from other people who have been positive around me that they really brought an energy that then when I was in a bad mindset built me up. So as a part of my daily routine, every morning I wake up and I say, an affirmation to myself, as silly as this sounds, it works, that today is going to be a great day. And in doing that, it makes me smile like I just did. Mm -hmm. I know your listeners can't (laughs) see, but just in saying that statement, it makes me smile, therefore bringing more positive thoughts. So just with that simple statement on a daily basis, it helps me to go into the day with a positive mindset.
0: What if, and this is like a situation that I think that we all face sometimes, that you have like this super duper cruddy day at work and just everything seems to be going wrong and you go to bed and you're kind of like, oh, I'm so happy this day is over, like, and just kind of go to bed. The next morning, do you wake up telling yourself the same thing?
1: Well, sometimes it takes a little more encouragement (laughs) than others, but I think in what you just said, there was a little positivity. Like you said, I'm happy this day is over.
0: That's true. You
1: said I'm happy this day is over. So guess what was positive about the day before? It's over. Yeah. And now you can start fresh. So I, you know, it would be silly to say that I just wake up every morning and say, today's going to be a great day and it's easy to believe. Sometimes I have to repeat it a few times. Yeah. Sometimes I have to remind myself of how many great days that I've had this year so far. So even though I had that one bad one the day before, thinking about all the great ones, and truly believing that today can be one of those, yeah, you know, starts me off on the right foot. Let's put it that way.
0: And were you always this way? Like, always?
1: Well, no. I'll be honest, no. So if I'm going to be really frank and open, which I think mm-hmm. I should be, um... It's been a challenge for me to remain in a positive mindset, which is why it was such an honor to hear you say that you think of me as a positive person, because that shows that my practice is paying off. But um, I went through a consistent period of feeling very down on myself for whatever reason. I would say most prominently in my
0: 20s. Yeah,
1: I'll just give my age, I'm 34 now.
0: Jacqueline looks like she's 25, guys. Well, now she's just guessing (laughs) me up.
1: But um, in my 20s, it was very difficult for me to remain in a positive place. And I found that because of my feeling so negatively, it was manifesting negatively in everything that I did, from my relationships to productivity at work to my family relationships A lot of things were suffering and I had to look back at myself because the common denominator in all of those things was me so something wasn't right right so I knew that we were talking a little earlier about where you want to go in your life I knew I wanted to achieve a lot of great things career-wise family wise and you know personally so I needed to make a change so my first step towards doing that was I started reading books on Eastern, like, philosophies, and um, a lot of them have an emphasis on living a positive and pure life. So in doing that, I started to realize that positivity starts with you. So I started by reading books. That was my first step into changing my direction from negative to positive.
0: Were you reading, like, a book a day or...
1: Really a book a month at the time. It was a book a month, and actually I just recently started practicing that again, because mm-hmm. I found that uh, you can learn a lot from reading different philosophies and different people's points of views or what's worked for them. So the book that I actually recently recommended to someone that changed my direction the most is called *Zen and the Art of Happiness*.
0: I like that. Yeah, I, just I wish like the I, title. Yeah,
1: I wish I could remember the author off the top of my head, but if you Google it, it's yeah. got a yellow and red cover. But that book truly changed my outlook on. Everything that happens to me is meant to happen to me. Now that philosophy is hard for a lot of people mm-hmm. to, because you know if you have if you've had negative things happen to you, it's hard to accept that that was supposed to happen. Right. But it's really building on the philosophy that you can learn something from everything that happens to you.
0: Also, like recently, I've been listening to Gary Vee yeah, yeah. And love <laughs> him, but he actually says something opposite to that, mm. where he um. He said, we're in charge of our, our own, like, outcome. Okay. Like, what we do, it's on us. So, in a way, it's, it's, it is different mm-hmm. from, like, what you're saying. What would you say to someone who has, like, that mentality? Like, okay, this is on me. Whatever I do, like, that's going to be the outcome. Like, nothing is meant to be. What would you say to that person?
1: Well, it's interesting. So, one of the things that I have learned and it's definitely true, is that different philosophies work for different people. Mm -hmm. Um, And even for the same person at different stages of life, a different philosophy may apply and lead you to feeling more positively or may work for you at your current state. So at that point in my life, I was feeling like my brain is going to work this way, no matter what happens to me. And, you know, why was I built this way? And In reading that book it made me say I was built this way so that I could be reading this book right now and I could learn something new to potentially tell everyone listening to your podcast (laughs) so I do believe that you set yourself up for certain situations as Gary Vee says and you can avoid certain things but I don't know this philosophy works for me yeah currently
0: I'm in between Yeah, like, I'm in between the fact of, like, what's meant to be is meant to be. And if this is for me, it's it's going to be here. Um, my mom always says that, actually. What's meant for you will be there. And I, I don't know. But sometimes I, I'm at a point where I'm just like, okay. You know, like, when your gut is telling you, don't go out tonight. And then something bad happens mm-hmm, to yeah. you. You're like, darn it. Like, if I didn't go out... I would have, like, my car would have been fine, or I would have been fine, and...
1: This particular book, I believe the way they phrase it, and I read this ten years ago at least, I believe the way they phrased it was, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of, not like, I, I, I don't know the right way to say it, things are happening for you to learn something from them. Right. Or for you to experience something, which will take you somewhere... New? Yeah. Yeah. So I do believe, I don't believe everything that's meant to be will just be like you could just mm-hmm. sit on your butt and,
0: and the we'll world mean, is going
1: yeah, no, yeah. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But I do believe that oftentimes what can put us in a negative place, bringing it back to the positive thinking, is when you feel like things are happening to you. Why did this happen to me? Why yeah. do I, why do I have to work so far from home? Why did my dog die? Why did, you know, yeah. but Whereas if you switch that and think, these things are happening for me to learn something or to take me to the next place," yeah, it helps you not to wallow in the sorrow of whatever just happened. Just
0: kind of changing your mindset, changing and your mindset, turning exactly. it around, making it positive.
1: Making it as positive as you can, making it something you can learn from.
0: I have a question that's a, it's on topic, but off topic. Let's do it. So the book Zen. That you said that you're reading.
1: Zen and the Art of Happiness. Zen
0: and the Art of Happiness. Yes. You said it was red and yellow. And yes. I know you're in marketing. So were you drawn to that book because of like the color of the book? Or what well, caught your eyes?
1: I will be very honest with you. What? So I found myself in this section in Barnes & Noble that made me feel comfortable, which was Eastern philosophies. Because I couldn't bring myself mm-hmm. to go to the self-help section. I felt like that was just I wasn't ready to be there. (laughs) So I was in the Eastern philosophies section and maybe the red color did catch my eye but what mostly caught my eye was that it was short and I said to myself I'm in such a place that I need to learn something quickly Mm -hmm. and I knew if I picked a short book I'd commit to it I'd read the whole thing and I'd learn something quickly. Yeah. So I'm a results-driven person so for my first book I wanted it to be something quick, easy to read, and that I would learn from. And in the title was everything I wanted to achieve. I wanted to feel happy, and yeah. I wanted to feel at peace. So the title got right to the point.
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: But that's the, that's the book that I would say brought me on my most positive journey.
0: I like that you said that it's short, straight to the point, mm-hmm. and it also just happened to tackle everything that you wanted to tackle at that moment in life. So, I don't know, maybe the color had, like, a little something to it, too. I do
1: love like, red.
0: like, popped out. <laughs> I do love red. Or just, like, um, I think they said, um, I studied psychology. Like, I majored in psychology. And one of the studies is that um, yellow and red together um, draws people attention. And Ooh. that's kind of why McDonald's is yellow and red.
1: Oh, I do love McDonald's, too. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and their French fries. Um... But, speaking of french fries, it is the new year. Do you have any like new goals for the new year?
1: I do, well I have a goal to continue something. Okay. So, um, let me give you a little background. So 2017, I had a very busy year.
0: Very busy. I got
1: a new job, I got engaged, and I got married all in one year. So that year felt super productive, it was amazing, it was over the top, how could 2018 even compare? Yeah. So 2018, I did not have any milestones like those, but I did work on myself the most that I ever have in my life in 2018. Um, I started routinely talking to someone every week to help keep me on a positive path. I started implementing again my reading books once a month, and I found that I'm in a better place today than I've ever been before. So my goal is to continue those practices yeah. of talking to someone once a week, reading my book once a month, taking time for myself, committing to self-care,
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm really excited because I've been working on myself for a long time, but to be in a place where I feel like I'm a little further ahead than I've ever been, if I truly commit in that way for another year, who knows where I'll be. The next year, yeah. So I'm committing to self care, continuing self care. Yes.
0: Continuing self care in 2019. Yes. It's exciting.
1: Yes, and I'm already doing so by being here.
0: Yes, and helping everyone, everyone who's listening out at it too, helping everyone and myself actually, because I feel like I I need like a Jacqueline in my pocket <laughs> oh, every my day. <laughs> like, just someone to I think um. What's amazing is that you had such an amazing year in 2017 and then felt the need to like still work on yourself in 2018 Mm -hmm. and speaking to someone and doing your readings. And I think now, I mean, we're in 2019, 2018 just ended, but I feel like it's a topic that's really important for people to talk about and kind of, how can I put this? Like, just being okay with wanting help and, like, realizing that, okay, I need help, let me go out and get it.
1: There's definitely a taboo that surrounds that. I should have clarified that I do speak to a therapist. That's my someone. (laughs) She's my someone. (laughs) Um, It is important that people realize that the same way if you had a headache for three months straight, you would go see a doctor. Or if... You were gaining weight you would start going to the gym so the same way if you felt as I said in my 20s I was in a very dark place and I went and you know read books to help me and all of that but speaking to a therapist and a professional really helps you stay on track the same way a personal trainer would or a doctor would so there is a taboo that surrounds it but I don't see why yeah i don't see why
0: i think it's perfectly okay and i kind of wish and i don't know maybe this is out there and i just haven't looked yet but being a millennial and being in my 20s and trying to figure out like what do i want to do in this life i kind of wish there was a therapist for that like a millennial therapist
1: a millennial therapist yeah you mean to guide or, you or in life? a
0: therapist for millennials. Like, just to guide you through life and someone, like, just speaking to you, like, not daily, but, mm-hmm. like, once a week thing to be like, okay, you're on the right track. It's okay to make these mistakes. It's okay that you haven't figured it out yet. Just keep working at A, B, C, and D, and you'll eventually get there.
1: I'm so happy that this is taking this direction because... I have to say that's what my someone, my therapist does for me. Yeah. So a lot of people think if you seek therapy, you have some sort of detrimental thing that happened to you. But sometimes a therapist can be simply what you said. Like for me, just yesterday, we talked about what my intentions are for this year. And I basically said everything I just said to you. I Mm -hmm. want to continue with self-care and doing these things and, being positive so that I can have a healthy relationship in all of these different aspects of my life. And that's really what she does. She is my millennial, th- or best, even though yeah. I'm not a millennial, but she is like my coach. Mm-hmm. So if people really knew that that's the service that someone like that could provide, I think more people would be more apt to talk to someone. I think so. Yeah.
0: Because it's like, again, why I started this podcast. It was to talk to people who are on the journey to success. Not necessarily that they hit success already, or maybe they have, but they're still working towards something. And I felt by listening to other people that it would essentially help me figure out my path. And I think besides doing podcasting and every other side project I have, it will eventually lead me to the right place. Absolutely. And yeah. How do you like? How do you find your therapist?
1: (laughs) Mine, honestly, I think I think it comes with a a lot of trial and error. I haven't just had one my whole life. I've tried several. Mm -hmm. This one I love. That's why she's my someone. I kind of like that. I I kind of like that. (laughs) I called it that organically, but um, I really looked within my network of insurance because it helps. Yeah. And um, I spoke to a few, and then just found like a perfect match in someone who. I needed right now is someone who seems like a friend that I can kick it back and forth with, similar in age. That's what I needed. Yeah. So I, what people don't realize also is you can try a few until you find the right fit. Yeah. But I consider her like my coach. She's my coach, coach towards positivity. Yeah. Yeah. She helps me with also like those daily practices, like things to tell yourself in the morning so that you feel good for the day or... Every time that I leave, we set, like we said, we set an intention. We set intentions for this year to come. And it's just nice to have a weekly reminder of those things because it keeps you on track because it's so interesting. Like when you say, oh, you're such a positive person. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of the books that I've read do state that you're born with a natural positive mind state and a willingness to learn and a willingness to seek things that make you happy but throughout your life you experience things that change that mindset. Yeah. So you have to practice to retrain your mind back to that original mindset that you're born with. That's what many people believe. So what my someone helps me do is retrain my brain.
0: Is there like, would you be able to share with us like a practice of retraining your mind? Like maybe a task that you do Mm -hmm. or? So something I that helps think of the right word. <laughs> so <laughs> something
1: that helps something that helps me is I keep a journal where okay. I write successes. So when I'm feeling down, like everything's going wrong, I can visibly open that journal and see countless things that went right. Right. So it helps you to realize that way more things go right than go wrong. So for me, now, you know, you don't have to take your journal with you everywhere you go and write every little thing down. But at the end of the day, I try to write down what went great that day or what I achieved. And it could be something super small, like someone told me today that I'm a positive influence and a good leader. Yeah, That's a success. Even though, I, you know, I didn't get an award for it or whatever, but someone that I know personally told me they think that I'm a good leader and I'm a positive person. That's a success. Well, yeah. I'll write that down. And when I'm feeling down, I do look at that quite often and I'm able to say, wow, look how many things went right for me this week. Yeah. The fact that my boss yelled at me today is really not that big of a deal. Yeah. So writing things down has become a a practice that I do regularly.
0: I must say, you are the third guest that have said something about um, writing in a journal. Really? So I have... Rachel Liverman, who, um, she's the CEO of this new company called Glow Bar, and I want to shout her out because it's 2019, and her store is going to be launching in April.
1: That's fantastic.
0: But, so Rachel actually mentioned the 5-Minute Journal. Okay. And she also just writes in it every single day, at night. She said it even takes less than five minutes, just four things that you're grateful. Or oh, I like that day. idea. Yeah.
1: That's a similar a similar uh, concept. Mine is more like I try to tailor it to things that I've achieved mm-hmm. because I tend to be hard on myself feeling like I can always do more, I can do more, I can do more. Yes. Yeah. yes.
0: I know you can relate to that.
1: <laughs> so it, it feels good when you look and see, wow, I did 20 things this week. That's yeah. amazing. Because, you know, we don't give ourselves credit enough for the little things that we do achieve often.
0: I I could definitely relate. I'm at the point right now where I'm like, I need to be doing more. Mm -hmm. Cause I feel like by doing more, I'll get closer to, I guess like an end goal, but I feel like you also need to know what that goal is. And I mentioned this to you also, that a lot of people on my podcast, like their end goal is to make people happy leave an impact in the world and just be happy with what they're doing and i partially said that i feel like i kind of do one of those things every single day which is just being genuinely just kind like you have to be like kind to people and by opening the door or by smiling at someone that's changing their day or maybe like their moment for like that moment definitely um so But what I find myself, it's like I'm also trying, like I want to achieve success and I know I will. It's just like, what am I doing to get there? So I keep like throwing different things or just getting myself into different things with hopes that like, okay, one of these things are going to lead me to the end of the road, the road to success.
1: I think success can be defined differently though, as you Mm -hmm. evolve, as your journey unfolds. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about how my goals in my twenties were very different than the goals that I have now. And you, if you had asked me then if the things that are important to me now would have been important, I would be like, yeah, 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 maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, to clarify for your listeners, uh, in my twenties, um, at around 24, I moved out on my own to Astoria. I had a career where I traveled the country selling promotional merchandise for a huge company based out, they were called Logomark, based out in California. So I set all of these financial and career goals at that time where I wanted to make a certain amount of money, I wanted to see a certain amount of places for, for work travel. I uh, you know, wanted to climb the corporate ladder a certain amount by a certain age. Everything had a deadline, and an amount of money to attached to it, and. Yeah, And now my goals are far different where I wanted a job close to home. I got married. I would love the opportunity to start a family. So back then those things didn't even matter. I just, I didn't even know if they would ever be important to me, to be honest. So I think you and finding out what your end goal is. In trying all these different things, you may realize your end goal is something totally different than you even realize. But I think it's really smart that you're trying a lot of different things. Yeah. Because you can learn something.
0: Do you feel like there's a cap? Like an age cap? Like, okay, girl, you're 27, you need to get your leg together. You know what? It's
1: interesting that you say that. It certainly seems that way that most, especially women at a certain age have a change of mindset, Mm -hmm. but I don't believe that that's necessarily true for everyone because I have plenty of people I know who are taking a completely different direction than I am. Um, So no, I don't think there's an age. Most of my friends were married late 20s. I got married last year. I was 33. Yeah. You know, so, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think that there should be, there's certainly pressure, societal pressure, to do certain things by a certain age, especially as a woman. Yeah. But I don't know that that really impacted me, to be honest.
0: I think for me, it was more... I went to school for psychology. hmm um, I got my bachelor's degree. And then, as most people... Well, I feel like most students that just graduated college, they do an internship. So I did my internship as a guidance counselor which I thought I would be so good at it. I'm like this is for me this is what I'm going for. That was like at that time that was the goal I wanted to hit was to just become a guidance counselor. And then I went into real estate <laughs> I was just, okay since I'm taking a break from school like let me just see what else is out there. What else can I do? What else do I like? And I've always um, loved talking to people and interacting and I was just like you know what I could find a way to help people with this outlet yeah
1: I definitely agree that it's a it's a it's a journey like I didn't I didn't think so currently I work as a director of marketing and outreach for a nonprofit organization in Staten Island called the Staten Island Economic Development Corporation I didn't go to school and say I want to be a director of marketing mm-hmm. yeah you know, I went to school I went to the University of Buffalo um and i Originally went in as a theater and dance major.
0: I did not know that.
1: <laughs> you learn something new every day, girlfriend. So I went in as a theater and dance major, and then my major evolved, where I kept that subject matter as a minor, mm-hmm. and then I majored in something super general because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. I majored in um, media study, which was the study of like mass media, mm-hmm. you know, overall. And I needed to work in school because I needed to pay for things in school. So right. I, I started doing um, brand ambassadorships. Okay. So um, for your listeners, that's basically, let's say Dove skincare Care was going to do a promotion on campus. And they needed 10 students to hand out promotional merchandise on campus. Yeah. And I started volunteering for all of those because you could get paid a lot of money for a few days after that i realized wow there's companies that do this Mm -hmm. like meaning make promotional merchandise yeah so when it came time to get a job senior year i was like you know what i was really good at those events you know so do i want to do events do i want to do promotional merchandise so i kind of started just googling companies that do that and i ended up working for the um a couple of companies that worked in the promotional products world but that was just from me randomly trying things yeah and then what brought me to my real estate was they had a marketing position open and promotional merchandise does cross sector into marketing. Yeah. And then from there, this job at the Staten Island Economic Development Corporation opened in Staten Island. And like I said to you before, my life goals changed where I wanted to be closer to home. So that kind of brought me to work there. Yeah. But this is all from just randomly trying things. Interesting. Yeah. So I think you're on the right track in trying new things, because you never know what will actually stick. Yeah, yeah.
0: like like really grab my interest and just... But it's
1: interesting, you know, I, I want to bring this up since our topic is positivity and outlook. Mm-hmm. So when I first, my first job out of college, uh, I worked for a company called ePromos, great company. And myself, and now a very close friend of mine, she was my first adult friend that I made in the workplace, her name is Gina. Her and I were at a bar, and this guy asked us, so what do you do for a living? And she says, we sell pens and stuff. (laughs) And I was like, we don't sell pens and stuff. Now, meanwhile, we do sell pens and stuff, branded pens, branded mugs, branded... But to me, Mm -hmm. I was like, let me tell you what we do. We assist some of the biggest companies in the world with their mass marketing campaigns to launch new products on college campuses um, in-city distribution, and we're in charge of the creative behind the development of those products. Yeah. Now, it's the same thing. Yeah. But my outlook was, I have to be at work every day. I could either look at it as I sell pens and stuff, (laughs) or I could look at it like I'm really making a difference in this marketing campaign.
0: Yeah.
1: And... Lo and behold, I stayed in the marketing industry. She did not. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's interesting. Your, your mindset interesting. does does change a lot of things. It does.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> and, and now, like, you fast forward here and you're still doing marketing.
1: I am and doing only... marketing in a different capacity. Yeah. But um, one of the things that I do like the most about just the workplace in general, and I did a little bit of this at Maya Real Estate where we worked together, is um, leading a team.
0: Yes. Yeah, I like that. You are a leader, Jacqueline. Thanks. That means a lot to me, actually.
1: <laughs> I do like it. I like, um, and it's funny. At work, they call me the team cheerleader, mm-hmm. which I was a cheerleader in high school, captain, <laughs> yeah. by the way. But
0: go, um, Jacqueline, go! go, <laughs> go
1: yes. Um, but at work, they do call me the team cheerleader because I. I take my home mantra of it's going to be a great day. And as soon as I walk in the door at work, I say, hey, everybody, it's going to be a great day today. And they're always
0: like, oh, my God, yeah, Jacqueline,
1: whatever. And I'm like, no, it is. It's going to be the best day ever. (laughs) And um, I like that. So at my current job, yes, I do um, marketing and I handle campaigns. But um, we also work as a team to achieve these campaigns together. So it's myself and a team of individuals that work on everything together. And I like that. I like I like working as a team.
0: One of the things that I loved working at Meyer was the fact of like walking into the office and you being there and we had um, the accelerator program yes. where we all got together and it was just like our team got together. You were team leader was just kind of like working through different situations with us. But it felt like going into that every, I think we were doing it once a week, No, it was every day. I I I can't remember.
1: I think it was once a week. I think it was once a week.
0: Yeah, and it was like 30 minutes, an hour. Mm -hmm. But walking into that and just the energy of the room with you being there, but also what you were bringing to the table for us on how to handle different situations or kind of, hey, you would be good partners with this person. How do you go about kind of... Being that leader and like telling people what they're good at
1: that's a very good question. I try and learn from everyone who's around me i I enjoy learning so when I meet someone i I guess instinctively try and figure out what I can learn from them yeah and in doing that i I guess for my own personal reason i uncover a strength that a person has that I personally want to learn from. And then maybe when I see someone else in the office that has a different strength, I can realize how those two may work well together. Yeah. So I think that's how I'm good at pairing individuals together to work on projects. Uh, In our current office, we have a lot of different dynamics Mm -hmm. and very different personalities, which makes for, a very interesting and fun place to work it really does yeah um, and it is an important skill to be able to pair the right people together because when you have different you know
0: yeah
1: uh, personalities you want to make sure that
0: it could get like for me like I feel like and this is coming from me only working in a team atmosphere for a year And then leaving that and back to doing, like, my own thing and Mm -hmm. kind of being my own boss at my workplace. But um, I feel like with personalities, like, it's a hit or miss. Because you compare two people and they could be great or, like, they could bump heads.
1: It is, but the most important thing, I think, as a manager or a team leader in any capacity is to realize when there is a problem, to combat it quickly. Because something that I have seen in the workplace that's very unfortunate is when there's a cancer existing, Mm -hmm. whether it be a negative person or a team that's not working well together or some sort of policy that's really causing an uproar within the, you know, employees, you have to attack it right away because the longer that it festers, it can send a vibe through the whole office that yeah. takes the whole thing down. I'm a very firm believer in company culture really takes a company to the next level. So I'm, I'm fortunate that where I work now, we have a great team uh, dynamic, which is paramount, I think, at any company.
0: Do you think it's important for individuals who are, because I also say this a lot on my podcast, is like, finding people who are doing the same things that you're doing. So in terms of that, like what I mean is like if I love podcasting or I love media or acting, then I should be surrounded by people who are in those same fields. But getting them to kind of work with you and be your teammate. Like how would you go about that? So yeah. instead of like pairing someone together, if, like, I don't have, like, a team leader with me every single day to say, like, hey, you should be doing this with that person, how how do you get someone motivated to, like, go out and, like, find find a teammate or find someone who are, who's doing the same thing they're doing?
1: Well, what I find personally, and let me know if I'm on the right track, mm-hmm. um, if you don't have someone pairing you and you need to find people, like-minded people to work with or how do you motivate yourself to do that? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, currently, I'll give an example. I live on Staten Island. I work on Staten Island. Um, I wasn't very familiar with the professional community there. But it's really important for me to remain a professional woman who can have a family and a, a business career. Right. So I went to networking events. Fortunately, through my own uh, organization, we do our own networking events, but I would encourage someone who's looking for like-minded people to find networking or meetups or attend uh, events surrounding their point of interest. Right. And then if you find someone who's like-minded, personally connect with them on some sort of level. So I was fortunate that in our business network, there are many women professionals who have families So now I make sure at every event that I know they're going to be at, I take time to speak with them, just me and them, just to feed off their energy and to see that they can do it. Or I connect with them outside of that event. So we're either connected on Facebook or we're connected, we've had lunch together or something like that. But I think if you find a networking group or a meetup organization where you can connect with those people, look for people who you can learn from who are maybe a little... Further ahead in your mind than mm-hmm. you are, you may find that you're just, as,
0: <laughs> just a little. Yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah, but
1: but I think if you find someone who's a little bit further towards the goal that you're looking to achieve, you can mm-hmm. learn something from them.
0: For sure, mm-hmm. I think um, I guess like this is personal for me. Like being surrounded by like a community like of actors, you get like very 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 different personalities, and. I worked as a background actress for also about a year and being on set it's the best feeling in the entire world but some of the people that you meet like you know you like I don't know when I got into it I was just like oh my god I'm gonna be around all these actors and actresses like this is gonna be amazing I'm gonna like get along with everyone so well because that's just like my like I'm gonna be friends with everybody Mm -hmm. and I felt like when I got on set like even as a background actor and actress, there are people who just um, feel like they're too good to be there. And they have, like, that, like, personality. And it's kind of like, I couldn't, I couldn't get along with them. Because like, competitive? It just, yeah, it was just, like, too much. And it was just like, whoa, like, you know, we're all kind of here for the same thing. I'm sure you probably want to be, like, the next Brad Pitt or... Whoever, but there's no need to like talk down to anyone or just. I
1: I think if 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 you're talking about like competitiveness, because that definitely exists, unfortunately, in the world, there are going to be people who need to push others down. Yeah. To bring each other up. Yeah. This is a true philosophy of mine. If you build other people up, I think it builds you up even further. Yeah. Unfortunately, you will encounter people who don't have that same philosophy. I promise you that there are others that do. Yeah. So I've definitely encountered other women in business who have families who don't want anything to do with me because they may, for whatever their personal reason is, see me as a threat. Yeah. That's silly to me. To me, I think we're all there to achieve things. I'm not looking to step on anyone's toes. Yeah. That's such a silly... I don't know. So for me, if you do encounter people who you feel are competing, mm-hmm. those are not like-minded people.
0: Yeah, just and stay clear. Steer clear. Yeah,
1: <laughs> steer clear of the
0: toxic. It's <laughs> true. I, I I think like that's like another thing when it comes to like the meetups and mm-hmm. kind of trying to put yourself out there because there's like a bunch of different like if you just Google it, there's like a bunch of different places that you could probably go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do encounter, like, those situations where it's like, wait, like, why are you here? You're not here to help anyone. Like, you're just talking about, like, all the great things you did. Like, that's great, but that's not going to help me.
1: Well, it's kind of like when you're looking for like-minded people, it's kind of like dating. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. I, I actually use dating as an analogy for a lot of things. <laughs> um. So when you're looking for like-minded people, it's like dating in that... You're going to encounter someone where you're like, no, yeah. we are not set yeah. to have a lifetime together. <laughs> you're going to find those people. And that's okay because they have their like-minded people. Yeah. So when you ha- are fortunate enough to have a manager or a team leader that can pair you with the right people, mm-hmm. amazing. But if you don't, it's like... Your team leader is like your matchmaker. But if you don't have a matchmaker, it's okay.
0: You yeah. can still... You'll eventually find your way in the yes. <laughs>
1: will Yes. You will find those like-minded people. They do exist. They do exist. And I, I truly believe in staying in a positive mindset. Yeah. You should definitely surround yourself with people who are like, like-minded. But um, it's interesting, though. When I say that, I don't mean... Up, if someone's having a bad day, mm-hmm. stay clear of them. No, you should use your positive attitude to try and build that person back up. Yeah. What I mean by toxic is someone who's competitive. Mm-hmm. That's like a trait that's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, you know what I mean. But to surround yourself with like-minded people, including in the positive, in the yeah. positive way. Yeah, yeah.
0: And even those competitive people, I feel could like probably fuel that energy to
1: absolutely. You know what?
0: I could do better. I'm going to be better, but I'm going to do it in a nicer way, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So, there you go. Look at you, flipping that into a positive.
0: Yeah.
1: Flipping well, those competitive encounters right. <laughs> into a positive. I like that.
0: Watch out, world. <laughs> <laughs> Spreading positivity all 2019. <laughs> I really, I, I feel like it It should be a way of life. Like, it has to be. Mm-hmm. It has to be. But, but what gets me the most, and I think it's like, um again, going back to just trying to figure out like your way in the world and like your purpose and why we're here. Sometimes you do put out that positive energy, right? Mm-hmm. And you are working on things, but then it doesn't really get you anywhere. Or at the moment, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not seeing any results. It's not like, you're not getting paid back in any which way. So I feel like For me, sometimes, like, I start to feel a little discouraged, like, oh my god, like, why am I doing this?
1: Well, I think there's a difference between just being willy-nilly positive Mm -hmm. or having a goal in mind, or and having a goal in mind. I think where people get off track is when you don't realize how simple the goal can be. So for example, my so funny I'm saying this, my mother always asks me, what's the goal Jacqueline? What is your goal in doing this? So anyway, so like let's say your goal is to achieve success. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta define that a little further. What is success? I don't know Jacqueline, I don't know what success is to me right now. Okay, well, are you looking for something that makes you happy on a daily basis? Are you looking for something that will make you money? Are you looking, you know what I'm saying? So as long as you have, an end goal in mind, right. I think the efforts that you're putting in, as long as you remind yourself of what that goal is, you'll feel like you're taking steps. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think where people become frustrated is the goal is too vague. So if I say to myself, my goal is to be positive, what does that really mean? Yeah. My goal every day is to finish my day feeling happy. Okay, what does feeling happy mean? Okay, you know what I mean. Like you have to like kind of really
0: define that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and
0: I said digest. I mean dissect. 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 Yeah, (laughs) dissect.
1: Digest. Well, digest it too. You have to really take it in. Yeah. So, I think the most important thing. So, if I say my my goal is my goal is to so like I when I said what my intentions were for twenty nineteen is to continue self care. What that means to me is. Weekly, talking to my someone, mm-hmm. reading one book a month, and continuing to add to that self-care routine. So maybe every month I add something else to that routine. Yeah. So as long as I'm doing those things, I am achieving my goal. Right. You know? So I think where people become frustrated is they set this random goal, like, I just want to be happy, or I want to be successful, but there's no real like definitive end point you know so if you're successful is like even when I was in my 20s and my goals were very different much more financially driven I had an amount of money I wanted to save by when I was 26 years old right so as long as every day I was doing something to get towards that number that was achieving that you you know what I'm saying now if you fall short a couple of dollars at least you know you were you know what I'm saying is that defining it a little bit more
0: it is. I actually have never looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, a lot of people do say like their goal is to be happy in life or their goal is to like work a job where they feel like they're not working a day in their life. But what does it actually really mean? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: Yeah, so for me, with my job, I like that I'm close to home. I like that. So like a successful job for me now yeah. is being close to home, being able to save a certain amount of money towards my end goal with my husband, which we want to buy a house. So, you know, yeah. I need, as long as I'm close to home, I'm putting X amount of money in the bank. Every time I go to work, I'm surrounded by people that I like. Yeah. And I'm allowed to be creative. That's a success to me. Yeah. But if I was just like, I want a job where I'm successful. Okay. What does that mean? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, what is successful? You have to know what success is to you. So I think... It's important to constantly narrow down your specific goals so that you're never on a hamster wheel.
0: Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> I feel like we just like peeled back so many layers of success because I I have asked this question like many times like what does success mean to you and not to say like former guests or like anyone that I've spoken to like their answers are invalid but we never peeled back the layers to their answers. Mm -hmm. And now I kind of want to go back and be like, what (laughs) did you mean when you said this?
1: Well, it's interesting because I think you'll find that, like you said, a lot of people had a very similar answer. Mm -hmm. Their answer was, I want to be happy. Mm -hmm. I want to make a difference in the world. Yeah. But one person's difference in the world might be so different than another person's difference in the world. And it would be interesting to ask also the same person five years later if if it's the same yeah. answer, because it probably would be different, which is so interesting.
0: I love this. Now, like, <laughs> so now my podcast, my podcast goal is to be to peel back the layers a little bit more, a little further, unlike the answers. It's
1: interesting. I learned that on um, my first job interview, um, this woman asked me to say, "What are your strengths?" I said, I'm very good with people, and um, I enjoy public speaking. And she was like, that was a great answer. But when my boss asks you that question, give an example.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, she said, what do you mean by you're very good with people? And I said, I, I think people are open up to me, and I'm very good at you know getting them to tell me more of their story. And then she said, give me an example of that. And then mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay, I get where okay. you're going. So then I was like, when I was a brand ambassador at school, a client would come up to me and take the sample and I would ask them, hey, why are you taking that sample today? Yeah. And then they'd say, oh, well, I saw it was um, skincare and I don't like my new, my current soap. Yeah. Oh, what soap do you use right now? And so there there's a real example of how you're good with people. It's
0: like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. also i really like that example because <laughs> in the city we see this a lot where they do give out like samples or um even even sephora like when yeah. they have um well, I, like love the, they fr- samples. I love it <laughs> <laughs> I'm like i love it but but when you when you can have like a really good sales rep that mm-hmm. comes up to you and be like why why do you want to try that and then like recommend something like even better sometimes. Yeah. I love it. I'm just like, oh my God, this person is engaging. She actually cares what I'm putting on my face. Like, right. I'm going to go to her every single time. now.
1: Right. But yeah. that would be someone who's good with people. Yeah. 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 So it's different. Like, so when you ask people, you know, you want to be happy, what is happiness to you? Yeah. I bet you it could be...
0: So many things. Because
1: Jacqueline at 24, it would have been, happiness would be having X amount of dollars. Yeah. And Jacqueline today would be, happiness would be, oh. Happiness would be having a family. Yeah. Would be happiness. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. So that's interesting, right? It is. <laughs> that wasn't even that long ago, it wasn't feeling like that long ago. I
0: know.
1: But it was a very different answer and different intention behind everything.
0: And I think it's like really I mean just hearing it from you, just cause you're going like, you know, when I was in my twenties versus now. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to kind of do that, to like kind of look back yep. and like acknowledge like how far you've come, like what mistakes you made, like how have you changed, like what successes came from it or didn't, and how can you improve, like Absolutely. all of those things.
1: Yeah, there are defi- definitely some things I would not repeat. <laughs> there are <laughs> Getting back to the dating thing, no, <laughs> but um, there are definitely some things I would not repeat. Um... I'm happy in the evolution that I've taken. It was not an easy one, though. It takes a lot of self-reflection to truly make steps. But it's interesting, you know, you, you made me think about something. So I said to you, happiness then was financially driven. Happiness now is family driven. Yeah. And even the way I am in the workplace is different. I think then... I may have been a little more competitive and less cheerleader-like in the office, (laughs) whereas now I'm looking to my office mates, even at Meyer, I I was like this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) as
1: a family Mm -hmm. uh, in some way. So my attitude
0: was different.
1: It's interesting.
0: I'm curious to see It's
1: like you want to take a time machine and see who that girl was. Would she be on my (laughs) podcast? I don't
0: know. She would have been like, now oh, I'm not confident. <laughs> A little bit, maybe, I don't know. I hope
1: not. But Hair flip. Yeah, I know, right? Hopefully, I. It, it's interesting too, because um, I even re-meet people that I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. And they're sometimes they'll say to me like, oh yeah, I remember you from high school. And I wonder like, what does that tone really mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, who was I then? I wonder who yeah. that girl was, but... I often don't reflect that far. I try and keep it within a 10-year span.
0: It's funny that you (laughs) said high school because I do remember being very competitive in high school. Very competitive. I mean, to the point where I remember this very vividly. My friend got a a 98 on her math exam, and I wasn't very good at math, but for some reason... This math class, I can't even remember what we were taking. I was really good at it. And I was getting hundreds every single time. And this one time, I think I got like an 88 or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Something in the 80s. And she got a 96. And I like slammed my pen down. I'm like, I'm going to do better on the next exam. I'm going to get a higher grade than her. And it was so, like, now thinking back at it, like, yeah, it's great to want to do good in school, but I'm like, oh, it's really extreme. Like, I think I didn't talk to her for, like, a day. Yeah,
1: but it's interesting how I bet, and I may be assuming, but you could correct me if I'm wrong, if that same thing happened to you now, you might say, I got an 88, I can definitely do better next time, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this, but you might not have even thought about what she did. Definitely
0: not. Yeah,
1: it's interesting, right? But what... Bringing it back to the positivity thing, it's interesting how our mindsets back then were definitely not yeah. as positive as they are now. Both of us, just based on what we've this yeah. small conversation we've had about this, but it's definitely healthier for me to be like this versus like that. I think so. I think, <laughs> Even though some I people are so. driven by you know by those competition, thing. by competition, yeah. yeah, and it's silly to one thing that I. I st- have struggled with, but now I'm more accepting. Is I always thought that super positive people and like nice people <laughs> and um, people who are kind and I'm trying to use really like words like that fluffy words, fluffy yeah. words that those descriptors were weak. I don't mm-hmm. know why I thought of them as weak, yeah. but when I accepted that words like kind, positive, pretty, like words like fluffy words Mm -hmm. can also be tied to people who are strong, independent. That made me realize, like, wow, I could be super positive and yet be kind and all of these things too. Like, you know, and strong and independent and all those. So it's interesting how for whatever reason, whatever I've experienced in life, led me to believe that those words were weak. So I was more competitive and strong and harsh and all the but it led me to be in a not such a happy place. But once I accepted that those words were also strong and positive, and it I'm, kind of led me in a different direction. Okay.
0: But I'm actually curious, can you recall like an experience that might have led you to thinking that those words made you weak?
1: Hmm. I believe people that I looked up to were, Strong, independent, forceful people. Yeah. And they weren't really perceived as kind and nice, but they were successful. Yeah. So I tied success and leadership with not. The, the kind words. Yeah. Does that make sense? Can no, I describe absolutely. better? absolutely. A hundred percent. And so since those were the people who were in leadership roles in my life, I thought to be a leader you had to be or to be successful, you couldn't be all those other things. Right. But intuitively, I think I am kind and nice and, mm-hmm. but I'm also strong and and independent and all those things. So uh, for a long time I was conflicted. Like, how could I be a leader and be...
0: Like, be both. Be
1: both. Yeah. But then one day I was just like, wait a minute, I am both. So I can be both. It was kind of like a recent epiphany, to be honest with you. But I think the reason I didn't tie those sweet, fluffy words was Mm -hmm. the examples that I had were a little harsher. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I always... um. I two, two examples of one when, when people meet me, um, I guess because my voice is like a little softer and <laughs> I'm just genuinely, at least I like to think so also that like, I'm just genuinely nice. Like mm-hmm. if I'm meeting you for the first time, like I, I don't have like any, like any grudge against you. Like I'm just meeting you. And I think sometimes people take like kindness for weakness. And just kind of like oh well she's very soft-spoken and she's like really sweet maybe she won't be able to handle this very like strong role or be able to do this job and I think I have proven to myself and to others like no I could handle stuff that are thrown at me that aren't very nice situations sometimes but I can handle it and still be a little nice doing it too. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's like my, my, um, oh, what's that word? Strength? Skill. Skill. Strength. Yeah. yeah. I like
1: both yeah. of those words. Skill and strength.
0: Yeah. Like I, hidden, hidden I definitely
1: thing. believe and that you embody both of those things. Yeah. Strong and kind. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and in meeting more people in my life too and having people remind me, do you think of Teresa as strong? course I do and is she kind yeah so you can be strong and independent and also kind but I think like I said because of people who led me throughout my life yeah not being that way or not being I didn't perceive them that way it led me to believe you couldn't be as successful as those people if you weren't absolutely the same way so it's interesting you say when people meet you they they think that you're um Soft spoken and sweet yeah, and all of timid. that. Yeah. And for majority of my life, I hope recently it's changed because I'm making <laughs> I'm making an effort for it not for it to change. People have met me and said, "Why don't you ever smile? Why don't you ever, you know, you're never smiling?" And I didn't. I wasn't smiling. I think mm-hmm. because I was purposefully trying to come across str- powerful yeah. and strong. And Recently, I'd say in the last like five years, so I met you along this time. Mm-hmm. I've made an effort to practice smiling more and talking, engaging people more, and all of these things, so that people would say that I'm positive and that I'm nice and all of those things. So it's interesting though, because at first, when people would say, "Oh, you're so nice," it would make, it would make me uncomfortable because yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't. I hope I'm not coming across as weak." Yeah. So it took practice for me to realize that someone saying, "Hey, will you come on my podcast? I think you're so positive." For mm-hmm. me to be like, "That's a good thing." Yeah. You know? So it's it's been an, it's been an evolution, put it that
0: way. I love that we're having this conversation because I guess I had it in my head like, "Wow, Jacqueline probably was always this way like <laughs> forever because I remember the first, like, initial meeting with you was actually when I was, like, still taking classes at NYREI. Okay. And um, you guys came up to talk about my real estate. And I was just, first of all, your outfit was on point. Yeah. As always. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But that, like, I I did also. And I'm only because we're talking about it now that I'm remembering. I'm remembering this of, like, you walking in and just, like, oh, my God. The way she talks is strong, assertive, and you were very nice, and it was like all of those things at that moment, so. Good.
1: I'm glad it came across successfully. Yeah. But it's interesting that um, it takes a lot to change a mindset, and it takes a lot for it to be seen outwardly. Yeah. So it makes me feel good that people at work call me the cheerleader, or people want to interview me on their podcast because I'm positive. And strong. And strong. Yeah, because you can be both.
0: Yeah. And nice. And nice.
1: <laughs> and nice, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely... It's definitely been a, a journey.
0: A, a journey, work, for a sure. A work in process. Progress. Well, it's interesting because in one of
1: the things, too, um, my husband said to me, not to bring it back to dating and husbands, but this is very relevant to my happiness, is uh, my... A lot of boyfriends used to say, you never smile, you're always miserable, you're yeah. always... And I'm like... Because I didn't think I was, but maybe yeah. I was putting on a, some sort of strength front, like I can't be a weak woman, mm-hmm. I can't... And my husband is like a big, strong man, you know, and tough guy. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I love him too. He's a big, tough guy. And I remember one day him turning to me when we were dating and he's like, I love your smile. Aww. And no one ever said that to me before. So it made me feel good that not only was I happier in general, because mm-hmm. I was probably smiling more purposefully and practicing, yeah. but I was also smiling more naturally with another person yeah. because I was genuinely feeling good. Yeah. So that's one of those moments too where somebody said, Oh, I love your smile. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I've never even heard that before. <laughs> That's the sweetest thing <laughs> yeah. ever. Marry no, Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. It's been a journey of practice.
0: And actually, like, using that to circle back to, like, positivity and everything that we were talking about, and this could be, like, your partner. It could be your friend. If they have negative energy, it's going to feed off of you. So it's kind of like also putting yourself with, like, a person who's positive and Mm -hmm. a little bit more upbeat and a little happy. Especially if you're living with someone, I find, like, if I come home and, like, my boyfriend kind of feels, like, a little down, but I'm, like, I'm on cloud nine that day, I'm like, hey, like, what's Mm -hmm. going on? Like, are you okay? Or just, like, smiling at him. And then I see, like, his mood, like, changes and now he's, like, a little bit more upbeat and happier and vice versa. So like we kinda of feed off of each other in that way. But there are days like if I come in and he's like down and I have like a bad day, then I'm down. It's hard. Like, ah, we need to like we always say this. Um, let's reset.
1: I like reset, but let's a nice take term. a minute and
0: reset. And um I mean all like all relationships, like they have their ups and downs, but if you could if you're able to like hit that reset button and actually reset and turn turn your day around or turn that moment around. It's, it's so important.
1: Right. Yeah, I said in the beginning that um, positivity is contagious. Mm-hmm. And as I saw it, as I saw negativity can be the same way. Yeah. So the negative mindset definitely manifested at a certain point in my life to detract from any positive things that were going on. And it manifested in my career and every everything just, there was a down. Yeah. But that's why... Practicing even in your relationship and what people don't realize is positivity is takes practice It's like anything else. It's like Mm -hmm. losing weight. It's like being in shape. It's anything else. So Yeah, it's very important especially in a workplace in a relationship in any kind of interpersonal dynamic That you try and bring the good energy or if you need to reset you take the time to do so Yeah, so like my husband and I he enjoys space when he needs to reset I'm more of a clingy person, but I have to yeah. respect that when he needs his reset, he's like, Jack, I just need, I need.
0: I like the same people. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like, you have to respect the, the reset so that you can both get back on the same page yeah. and not wallow in the negativity. Cause yeah. that will lead you nowhere fast. Yeah. yeah.
0: Especially for like, for me, I'm just like very like, if there's a problem, I'm like, I need to fix it now and like, let's just <laughs> fix it now and then move on. And Not like, all people... I know! I know! It's
1: so terrible that we all don't have the same rule book. It's so annoying. But yeah, it's it's definitely important to respect those things, though, too. Because, you know, you have to work together.
0: And I know respect is like a big thing for you, too. Yes, it's tattooed yeah.
1: on my arm. Respect, I think, um, is my guiding word. Mm-hmm. And I believe in respecting others. I believe in respecting the earth i believe in respecting animals whatever you can yeah. your elders whatever you want to say but um in respecting yourself i think self-care and listening to what you need is important yeah so that's why i put it somewhere where i can see it all the time all the time yes it's a, tattooed on my arm reminder. yes yeah it's a great reminder and i think it's an important word a very important word it's a positive word
0: it's a positive word it is you can
1: be respected exactly. and be positive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for oh, being man, is on it my over? podcast. <laughs> I would love to keep going. We could just make like a Jacqueline and Teresa talk show.
1: I mean, so. maybe in the works. Maybe that'll be something down yeah. the road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much for po- spreading the positivity on my podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This made my day, my week.
0: Amazing.
1: Thank you, Teresa.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to Tea Time with Tea, and I will check you guys in the next episode. Bye.